0: Welcome to the Big Break Software Podcast. We'll be talking with software startup founders, software coaches, and consultants and how they found their own software success. And now let's get started with the show. Hi, everyone. This is Jordy Wardman here, host of the Big Break Software Podcast, where we talk to top leaders in the software field like Seth Godin, Andrew Warner of Mixergy, and many more. This is a show where we talk to proven founders about 0 to 30,000 thousand MR journey and beyond. Today's episode is brought to you by onestop.io. We have 45 developers waiting to take your idea to fruition. If you want a reliable full-stack development team with top talent that costs half as much as in-house developers, and you know you can trust your SaaS or mobile app with us. We'll give you the first 30 days, no risk, and we guarantee you being on time and on budget or we finish the project at no extra cost. Contact us at onestop.fm. Let's talk about your SaaS project today. Today on the Big Break a Software Podcast, we're joined by Santi Biblioni, founder and CEO of Core. Core is a SaaS which provides solutions for professional services firms that intelligently suggest how to run your projects, finances, and resources in a single platform. He also founded Balloon Group, one of Argentina's fastest growing companies in his industry with 400 clients in 12 countries. He's also a mentor on in 500 startups. He will be talking about entrepreneurship, scaling businesses, and sharing his key points on how he built Core and navigated his zero to 30,000 MRR journey and beyond. How are you today, Santi?
1: Hi Jordi. I'm very well. Thank you for having me.
0: Yes, it's my pleasure. So why don't you just give me a quick intro on yourself and what what problem Core specifically solves for your clients? Great. Core is the...
1: Leading project profitability solution for professional services firms. This means that we are uh, end-to-end solution for the billable hours market that has AI empowering the time tracking, so that managers can understand and can predict where profitability is on a per project and per client
0: in real time. Okay, so is this like projection software, like cash flow projection? Is that sort of?
1: Yeah. So right? we we include project management. We include collaboration, and and of course, so today eighty percent of our current customers have switched from tools such as Asana, Trello, Monday.com, Jira, Basecamp to to use our software, right? So we okay. have project management. and We have collaboration, but we have
0: all the PNL on it. Okay, okay, that's interesting okay so what specifically are what problem if you were going to say in one or two two sentences like what's the core problem that you solve that that is like say for example asana or monday don't solve if you want one word that's pro that's profitability okay so, profitability because the others don't take it take, because these other platforms don't don't really account for any type of of cash scenarios really
1: exactly so what we understood after running a professional service firm is that, and we were running a professional services firm and we were using those tools, those project management tools. Mm -hmm. But what we understood is that when you're running a B-Lab LabWords market company, project management, I mean, collaboration is, is a problem, but it's not the main problem. The main Mm -hmm. problem is to lose money with the project. So at the very beginning you were. Starting this show, uh, announcing one of your one of your like your clients, and you were saying we will deliver your project in time, and if if not, we will deliver the project at no cost, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's what you said, and yeah. that's the that's a huge problem that's today in the industry. Today, yeah. five trillion dollars, that mm-hmm. is one. It's a quarter. It's a fourth of uh, the US GDP is. Mm-hmm today coming from professional services uh, revenues so okay. all what agencies, consulting firms, software development shops um, legal and accounting firms mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all of all of these companies um, are generating today five trillion dollars in just in the US but and most of these companies have a, the same business model that is fixed price project and then mm-hmm. variable costs which are mm-hmm. which is the, the time of the people 90% mm-hmm. of the costs on these companies is the people is is people's time right so if you mm-hmm. if your client requires more changes you start adding more hours and you cannot renegotiate your fixed price project because you already have a fee with your client yeah this this the consequence of this is having your people like overworked working 12 hours a day or more, because if not, Mm -hmm. you need to hire more people, increase your costs and deliver an unprofitable project. This is a problem. The whole yeah, the the whole industry has the whole professional services industry has, we are solving that problem.
0: Okay, that that is I know this problem, of course, this is a huge problem. And I experience it myself. And it affects profitability. So it sounds like a very interesting product. Can you tell me specifically how you do this? Uh, I'm trying to envision how you do this. You tie it must be an internal tool, tool so the client can't see it. So you're tying revenues uh, and hours to certain task items to see if you're if you're you know on time and on track to make um, yeah. deliverability. Is that right?
1: Yeah, so imagine a project management tool, the one like yeah. you know, either Asana, Trello, Basecamp. I use Asano,
0: I use Trello, and I use Jira, so I'm totally familiar right. with all of them. Perfect, so
1: imagine that tool, that all like collaborators in an mm-hmm. agency, a collaborator is, for example, a designer, a copywriter, a, mm-hmm. a, an engineer. So yeah. <clears throat> collaborators will use Core as their task management tool project management tool with collaboration, messages, files, and everything. Core Mm -hmm. will understand where people are spending their time, like in which of their tasks are spending their time, Mm -hmm. which task, for what project, for what client. So Mm -hmm. Core is automatically understanding this time and multiplying this time spent with the hourly rate of the person. And it's subtracting all of this with the budget like the fixed price project that the client had, that okay. the agency had with the client, right? So it's showing mm-hmm. project managers, account directors and more profitability
0: in real time, right? Okay. Does it okay. make sense? Sounds, sounds very interesting. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. So yeah, it sounds very interesting. I'm surprised that I've never heard of it. It must be on, on the newish side. When did, you, when did you come out with this? Yeah, so we launched the product like three years and a half in the valley mm-hmm.
1: and, you know, building a, a robust solution because then, of course, we build not just the project management and the collaboration side, but the, all the metrics, profitability, all the um, quotation, like sending uh, proposals by, th- this has a lot of prediction, right? Because if mm-hmm. you know how much time a task takes, for example, how much time banners design takes to Jordi, Then once Jordi needs to design another runner, I as a project manager, I'm not going to tell you, hey, Jordi, this is a four hour task. The the solution itself is going to tell you, hey, this is for Jordi. This task is going to take four hours and 28 minutes. Right. Mm -hmm. So it helps you also like renegotiate fees with your clients. It -hmm. helps you to forecast to staff and also to send accurate proposals to clients, right? So a lot okay. of Fortune 100 companies today are increasing their revenues and their profitability with Core. We launched the product three years and a half ago in San Francisco. And mm-hmm. yeah, so far we, we've we raised three, three financing rounds and mm-hmm. the last one we, we closed it a month ago. We announced it two weeks ago. And mm-hmm. Now you're going to probably, it's not uncommon that we are having this conversation today and we didn't have it like probably two years ago, because now probably you're going to hear way more about Core than what you did before.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, essentially you were sort of heads down coding two years ago, building the MVP and and, and now you're sort of launching to market now. Is that right?
1: No, I mean, we are already above, we are between one to two million dollars in revenue, we have over 100 customers, we have okay. uh, the largest agencies uh, around the world working to local offices of the largest mm-hmm. creative agencies working with us today. So now we, we, we had product market feed like one year and a half ago, we are now in, in scale mode.
0: Uh, okay. But yeah, we we
1: haven't done any advertising yet.
0: Okay, great. So why don't we go back to when you were describing working as it sounded like you come from an agency background. Is that right? And and you were working with Asana, and you said this 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 doesn't work. Can you kind of walk me through those problems and you know the sort of founding of the company, how you came up with the idea?
1: Sure. So at the at the back of of, of this problem, there's a a, a very relevant human problem. It's that it, So profitability is not just what shareholders would like to take at the end of the month or um, at the end of the year, right? It's not just about dividends. <clears throat> profitability in, in this market is what you need to have in order to compensate your employees better, right? What happens with this business model when you have fixed price projects and then you have variable hours, and every time you do uh, a new task for this project, you are adding more hours, so adding more costs, and you mm-hmm. can you cannot negotiate a new a new fee for the project or for the campaign. What happens is that people, if you don't, if you decide not to hire more people so as to for the same project so as to not not incur in new costs, what you end up doing is telling people to deliver your project, the project in time by working more hours. This, of course, burns the people and people leave their companies. So agencies has, have today most of the rotation, like of the turnover uh, on on any, on any company, like on any industry. So <clears throat> you cannot increase your costs. If you, not, if you don't increase your prices. So you cannot increase your people's salaries if you don't increase your, your project's fees, right? Mm-hmm. So how can you pay better salaries if your client is not paying you better, right? Mm-hmm. So what we, what we faced firsthand on the agency that we, that we built ourselves, that we scaled ourselves, was that although we were growing in, in, in revenues, in clients, in, in, in employees, profitability was not going like growing as as revenues were, right? Mm-hmm. And and then you have you start having a problem with your with your people. So today there's almost one billion people in this world working on like providing professional services, either legal, okay. accounting, yeah. design, programming, and more. So you're impacting. The life of a lot of people in this world that today have they they need to move they need to change from an industry to another just mm-hmm. because they cannot receive a, a good pay on the
0: on what they they like to do. Jordan, yeah, you still there? Yeah, don't worry because we have an editor. I'm just gonna actually uh, switch my Wi-Fi. I don't know if it was me or not, but okay. So, can you then tell me? So you found this problem. Did you start to build it in house and thereby increase profitability so that you could pay your whatever your your consultants more, your employees more? Is that is that what you did?
1: Yeah. So we started building. At first, we realized this problem was. Um, at first, we we thought, okay, maybe because we're in Argentina, maybe because we are a small agency. Um, I mean, we are not those international big agencies from WBB Omnicom, or more. So we said, okay, let's see how big agencies in the U.S. are solving this problem. And what we realized is that there, were no, there was no solution. Everyone was like, the CFOs at big agencies, they didn't have uh, an official tool for running an agency, a, a consulting firm, a, a software development shop. So that's when we decided to to start. We developed an MVP yeah, internally. We invested our mm-hmm. own money and then, with like a few clients validating the, the solution, we, we moved to the Valley and we, we entered into 500 startups and then we started scaling
0: from there. Okay, so I see. So, so the rollout essentially is your, were you a dev shop in Argentina? Kind of. I mean, we were an e yeah. commerce agency. You're an agency that did some software developing, and you did some marketing, yeah. or yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and what was the stack, by the way? Well, what's the stack of the the SaaS?
1: So we we started everything with like old technologies, and then uh, soon after we moved to like PHP. We 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 started doing uh, a in in. Python, we, we, I mean, today we we do, uh, we we use a lot of different technologies for both
0: for front-end and for back-end. Okay. Uh, Because I do have developers that actually ask me this, uh, what's your front-end, what's your front-end stack and and why did you select it? I mean, today we're uh, innovating in in
1: different technologies and different stack uh, every time. I mean, as you know, this is... This is changing so fast. We are applying Mm -hmm. uh, Node, uh, JSON. We're applying a lot of different technologies, both for back and front. I'm not the CTO. uh, Mm -hmm. So I've never, uh, a a couple of minutes ago when you were saying, so you started coding. I was not the coder. I'm still not the coder. So um, yeah, but uh, as we are hiring more senior people, in every financing round, like we are adopting, very like
0: very new technologies, uh, like every moment. Yes. Okay. But you're not changing, right? You're not going from, you know, having to convert from .NET to, you know, Node or no, something of like that. So. No. no. So you're, but but you're staying like say with Python. If you started with Python, you're staying with Python. You're just updating in that framework. Is that is that correct? Yeah like we all,
1: all the structure was was made out on 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 php we tried uh, some things in python but the the yeah. whole skeleton is, is is made out of php okay
0: and for the um ai you mentioned your ai what what um what are you using for that we do you, do you know that yeah i mean we as
1: as i said uh, i'm not I'm, I'm focused more on the Marketing, pre-sales, sales, post-sales, right, right. fundraising, PR, and more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for sure, like we we are using uh, AWS services for that, and uh, yeah, we are hiring a lot of uh, also like providers from the uh, AWS on on
0: terms of of technology for yeah. Okay. Excellent. Okay, okay, great. So it sounds like the path was you developed the MVP, the dev shop. You you sort of used cash flow from the agency to fund the MVP. Any ideas roughly on how long it took to build the MVP? Yeah, it took us nine months. Nine months, and and during that time, you were just sort of working on it internally. When did you like? At what point? Did you know that you had a working solution and you say, okay, this is actually working. I'm increasing my profitability inside of my agency. We're going to roll this out to customers. Can you tell me how that went?
1: Yeah. So at first we, we started doing that for, for ourselves. Then we, we released the product for three, four client, like friend, friends, clients mm-hmm. in, in Argentina. And mm-hmm. all of them said, like, hey, Santi, this is a, the ugliest product that I ever used, yeah. but it works. <laughs> but, but it yeah. works for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, that was the only thing we needed to hear, right? That yeah, that's right. We were,
0: MVPs are supposed to be ugly, right? Yeah, sure. So we were providing, a,
1: we were solving a problem, but that <laughs> the UI and the UX had a lot of room for improvement. So... Yeah that's when we that's when we decided to 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 do our first like angel round and
0: and improve the product can you describe to me that sort of period when you you took on three or four new customers how were you charging for it so at that time that's a that's a great question because at first we were charging
1: first of all we were tackling smbs because we didn't feel comfortable to go an enterprise with a Mm -hmm. like a very like a not robust solution, uh, so we 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 started tackling SMBs. We were charging. We we had no contracts. We were charged. We were charging month to month, and and we were giving free trials to everyone. Soon after we ended five hundred startups, we were tackling enterprise customers, getting annual. Uh, getting payments uh, annually upfront, three-year contracts, and without without free trials. So it changed drastically,
0: and that's when we started scaling our MRR. Okay, so so is this something that a five hundred startups is this something that they sort of promote inside their accelerator, or is this sort of what they recommended that you do because of your solution? No, because of my solution. Yeah, I, I had a mentor that like
1: scale, he had three enterprise SaaS solutions, Uh so he helped us with recommendations on, yeah, if you're doing B2B enterprise SaaS, uh, you shouldn't be doing, you, you shouldn't be doing this or that, you should be doing
0: this other stuff. Okay, so he, he's he the mentor at five hundred startups was like, Whoa Santi, this is perfect <laughs> for enterprise. You need to ditch the, the free uh, the freemium model and the no contracts and go just prospect directly to enterprise customers and, and go right out for a twelve to a minimum twelve month contract. Is that is that the recommendation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did it work right away, or was there some massaging that you did? You find some resistance, or h- how was that transition going from SMBs to enterprise? At first, it was it was a whole revolution. I mean, yeah, my
1: my co-founders mm-hmm. were saying like, Santi, you're crazy. Like, we can't go to enterprise with this product. We can't afford to have annual upfront payments. We can't. Um, it's impossible that these big customers are gonna sign three-year contracts,
0: but Uh we tried, we tried hard and, and, and we get, we got them. So how was, how was that, those first few customers, how did you get them? And what was that sales process like? So we started with typical, uh,
1: SaaS sales processes with SDRs and AEs. Um, so what we were, the good thing is that we started understanding very well what the pain was and who who had the pain so we knew uh-huh. that it was cfos at almost okay. like large companies at professional services firms as we knew okay. very well how agencies worked we started with the first address of market we took was agencies so we agencies, said okay okay agencies advertising agencies about 50 employees let's have all their cfos uh, email addresses and and we took it from there so we started sending them emails, cold emails, and cold emails, cold calls, then doing them discovery calls. And if they're qualified for sales, I mean, if they have budget, authority, need, and time, then we scale a demo with the kind of executive that at that time was myself. And I did the demo. Then, of course, like we, we, we address the pains, then we negotiate the contract and, and close. Boom.
0: Okay, so was there any resistance for the three-year contract? Because I've never heard of any SAS that does only three years. I've heard of some that do like a year, but is that what you were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 do we do one year, two year, and three years, but increases your prices. Yeah. Uh, Okay, see, so so you they would get a much better deal if they signed three years or something. Is that, yeah. is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And roughly, can you tell us of what the cost is for a year? Let, let's say I'm a 50 person agency, which I am, yeah. and I, I was interested in your product. What would you charge me for, for a year?
1: It's $30 per user per month.
0: Okay, I see. So per user would be any dev that's using it. So do people, do you find that only the project managers use it, or, you know, so you could so limit everyone... it to a team? Everyone in the company uses it. So from the most junior person to the CEO,
1: because you will need everyone uh, on their to-do lists and everyone uh, with the time tracking. So no one wants to log hours manually. Everyone hates time tracking. So that's why we started automating that. So people won't realize that the tool is tracking their time. And people hate to do time tracking, not just because it's like tough, it's tedious, but because they feel controlled right so what we do is we let them know that you need to know where people are spending their time in order to negotiate a better fee to increase their pay right to to increase salaries so we help also with the like end of marketing like selling the solution internally and people will use core as their as their collaboration tool and then Project managers will use it as like for coordinating the project, but managers and executives would would see the profitability in real time by having their own user. You'll have your dashboard for seeing profitability, delivery dates, fees that you would need to renegotiate, set like proposals with deviations that you like. If you sent a proposal that had a lot of deviations in time, you will see all of that in your dashboard.
0: Okay. So essentially it sounds like it's, so for a 50 person agency, if every person has to use it, I mean, do, does every person or is it only the billable people, you know, like, does my admin everyone. need to use it? Okay. I mean, because probably, we do,
1: yeah, with the exception of one or two people,
0: probably, but yeah, almost everyone. Okay, So it r- roughly is going to be 1500 a month. Uh, so yeah. is during the call, is this sort of, you're going to get that back, you know, within the first month in profitability, what's, what's the sort of pitch and, and, and how can you sort of attribute costs and savings in using your software?
1: Yeah. So normally we, we've got customers, uh, increasing profitability up to, up to 42% on per client. So if you have a, if you have a huge client, that's yeah. a lot of money, right? Yeah. um so 42 percent on a deal with Coca-cola or Nike in a huge yeah. deal with, with them can uh, can make a lot of money to you so average uh, core would cost you uh, 0.5 like 0.5 of your revenues and you will recover it between the third and the sixth month uh,
0: as our ROI okay in the first year. Or, or yeah, in for, the first, for year. first for for twelve months, so First re- year, re- recover. Yeah. Okay, okay, um, okay. That 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 sounds plausible. And how was it received in those early days? Like, how was the sales when before you went to five hundred startups? How many? Like, what was your MRR before you went? Nothing like remember three k okay yeah okay so oh three okay so three thousand so it was just your friends using it in Argentina yeah and and so you went to so you went to a five hundred startups you did the startup you had the mentor, Um, you started to sell to enterprise customers right away. Were were did your dev team move with you or did was it just you moved to the to the valley and they stayed in Argentina or or where's how was that how did that go
1: so yeah i moved myself and then my my co-founders came to the to the program and then they came back and i decided to to stay living there uh, myself and i've been living there for almost five years
0: sorry can i just interject why did you decide to stay was it because there was fund financing there and that where it seemed like everything was happening or did you feel like it would be harder to run it from argentina
1: Mostly because of the
0: financing and the knowledge and the talent, right? Knowledge
1: and talent probably similar, but you can get a lot of knowledge without hiring, just like with mentors, advisors, investors, right? So, yeah, understanding. I I thought that having the mindset of Silicon Valley, having the investors, like being there would help me way more uh, than being running the company from Argentina. And I, I...
0: couple of years later today, I I would say that I would do the same. So okay. I think it, looking it back, a good you motive. felt like that was the right decision. And you plan yeah. on staying there. Do you plan on staying yeah. in Silicon Valley then? Yeah. Yeah. And 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 keeping your is your CTO in Argentina then? Yeah, my CTO is in Argentina. Yeah. Okay. Okay, great. And, and so how was the rollout then getting like, say from 3k to say 15k? How, how long did that take? Because it sounds like if you get, you know, four or five clients at that level, you're going to be moving to the 15k pretty fast.
1: Yeah, what happened is that we started having a lot of like mid market, like 10k to 15k, uh, 10 or 20k ARA per year contracts. Mm-hmm and mm-hmm. and what we start seeing also is that although there were like multinational companies um using our product they they were using on a per office basis and they have like local cfos right so it's what mm-hmm. it was not a global decision it was a local decision uh, mm-hmm. from the chicago office new york office or even like colombia or singapore yeah. whatever yeah. um so so sales cycles for getting bigger contracts or regional contracts with that same company uh, took longer. So yeah, it took us from
0: getting from 3K to, f- to 15K Probably took us the first year. And was, what were was some of the big challenges? Cause I mean, that's still good growth, but it sounds like really, it's probably not that many contracts. What was, uh, is, is that right? Would you say that's right? I mean, it sounds like in a year you only got like maybe five contracts was that? No, uh, no, no, no.
1: we got, so we got from, if I'm not wrong, at that time, we got from zero to 200 ARR in the first year.
0: Yeah. Okay. Zero to 200k in ARR. Yeah. Okay. And um, was was there any challenges during that first year or was it pretty, you know, you found a formula that your mentor introduced you to and it was just a matter of of just hitting, nah, sit, you know, hitting uh, outbound sales it, and hitting the phone. No,
1: nah, it was, was tough very tough.
0: It? Yeah, I mean, the fact of selling, uh,
1: so for us to differentiate a lot from... Uh, indirect competitors such as the ones we were mentioning before. Um, Asana. Asana and Monday and and Jira. Yeah. We needed to build profitability features on top of project management solution. And customers will customers would say, hey, okay, I, I find the profitability features great, but in terms of project management, I still prefer the other solution so for us we needed to work on both sides at the same time and at first like we were asking ourselves if it was the right decision or like wouldn't wouldn't we put an add-on on on Asana to track profitability right Mm -hmm. Uh, we were still our vision was still that we were although at the same although at that time it was tough we knew that at uh, the long term, what we were doing was was better, and that our vision was right. And yeah, probably one year later, we proved ourselves that we were right, and we started seeing a lot of our customers coming from those horizontal project management tools.
0: From from Asana, and because I use Asana, Asana, Asana and I, I love Asana. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I love I love Asana, and I've never paid for it. it's great. So, I mean. Yeah, it's great, it's great to sign but up. I also never really thought about the profitability. Um, so it's very interesting that, you know, that you bring it up. How did you know that you were on the right path? I mean, you might, when you said we were questioning it, but I mean, how did you know? Was some customers saying that they really loved it or, or yeah. what was, what was able gas- to, okay. Customers yeah. were in love.
1: I mean, we had, so we were, we, we've been like, CEO, COO, and C- CTO of the agency before. Uh-huh. So, and we knew what the pain for these people was. And these people were... So, Asana is a tool that a project manager would hire. And if in, in, if he or she can, they, will, they won't they pay for that tool. Mm-hmm. In yeah. this case, it's completely different thing. It's the CFO that never had a tool for him or for her. Uh, then they will be hiring the tool, and the team will like it, because the team for the team is kind of the same tool, and and we we help the executives tell the people that this tool was for their benefit. They will all benefit okay. if the company is more profitable, right? So okay. we kind of start having a like a love brand. Although like in a niche and in a, in a small group of, of customers, we, because we already, we, we now have 120 customers, uh, although like on a, on a, on a, on a small group of customers, um, sorry, in a small group of companies that is 120 customers, we start having a, a love run, you know, like we, our NPS on executives is like terrific. And, okay. and on, on, on collaborators is pretty high as well. And this yeah. is like
0: because everyone understands the benefit that Core has for their company. Okay. Okay. That's interesting that you, that you, that you bring up the CFO is actually making the buying decision because he's the one looking at the numbers uh, and he can make that decision presumably because he's in a purchasing role in the company and he says well the the numbers make sense here did you um how how quickly did you realize i mean did you ever try and sell to say the cto or was it always to the cfo always to a cfo and is that what you found though like you know making this presentation to a cfo because it's you know you're speaking in their language you're going to be saving you're increasing profitability you can pay your employees this is speaking the you know all the the, the, all the bright lines that the CFO wants to hear. Did you, did you find that it was in, I mean, once you got that pitch down, was it big, did it become a much easier sell or is it still difficult today? No, no, no. It's like, I
1: would say we have a, we have a great conversion rate from email to discovery call, and that's mm-hmm. because our headlines are, are
0: strictly what the CFO needs to hear. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what are, the, what, are the, what, what are the pain points that you're striking on? Like, what's the headline, what's the subject line?
1: Uh, it's mostly regarded to time, time management. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, is your, is your agency or consulting firm or software developer's job, uh, is, is, like, is your company profitable? Uh, like, how much deviations are you having from like estimated time to real time? Are you losing money with a project? Do you know how profitable your client is in real time? How can you renegotiate your pro- how how can you renegotiate your fees? Yeah. I mean a lot of like a lot of pains regarding time management that the main consequence is profitability okay
0: it sounds to me like this could work for a small team as well though just as well right because it it, because it's on a per user basis why can it work for a five person team i mean do you find that there are some some smaller companies in there that are using it as well we have five
1: five people teams using core in nigeria in kenya in australia in i mean in in a lot of different countries like uh, around the world Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. Uh, of course in latin america in europe uh, we target the so we target the us on the on the enterprise side but we have a lot of small teams around the world using core
0: today okay and and they're finding it with just as much uh, um satisfaction as the bigger clients obviously i mean for us of course, we love all of our clients, but for us on the on the revenue side, uh, it helps way more uh, to have having the big. A, the big yeah. yeah, and they're growing as well. They're growing, so they're adding inside internally. They're adding users, and yeah, and they, they also add their, their
1: clients. Yeah. yeah, they also add their clients. So to to the software, so a big a big company, let's say an agency that works for twenty big customers, uh, mm-hmm. to 100, to 500 companies, they are today using Core, the agency is uh-huh. paying for them.
0: Okay. And, and you don't charge on a per project basis, just per user, so no, each user could have seven user. projects or something, eh? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, it's, that's a very, so it sounds like a very interesting uh, way to look at the, um, this, this agency problem that, that all agencies or service providers, uh, handle. So, um, what you, you say, you just did another round, What's sort of in the, in the works for you guys going forward, what, what ways are you going to improve your software? For us is in terms of software,
1: it's all about time management. So we'll still invest a lot in, in in under in time spent and time estimation. So mm-hmm. understanding where people are spending their time and understanding how much a task takes so we can predict mm-hmm. future. Um that's regarding product and of course like verticalization, right? Like having more of the end to end models to have a a, a vertical solution for, for the whole company. And uh, mm-hmm. that's regarding product. Then we are investing a lot in growth, so marketing and sales as to as to grow fast faster, right? Mm-hmm.
0: And since you're selling to enterprise, what channels are you finding most effective for you? We use a lot of email. We use mm-hmm. a lot of
1: email, um, both cold and like email nurturing. So mm-hmm. email nurturing, lead scoring, like a lot of like marketing automation and Mm. and inbound marketing we do a lot of content
0: and seo okay Okay. so for for email for outbound what tools do you like we mostly use hubspot Uh,
1: we tried them we we tried a lot of tools a lot of tools are great Uh, but we we decided to to mostly with so we use for all the scrapping, we use like LinkedIn, Scrap. We have that integrated with the HubSpot. So we, we get the database from those channels. We uploaded mm-hmm. the the list on HubSpot. And then, um, <clears throat> yeah, we take it from there. We we tried uh, Salesloft. We tried Ample Market. We tried a bunch of different tools. All
0: of them are great, but we are, we we stick to we we stick to HubSpot. And what what was it about HubSpot uh, HubSpot that you liked? I mean, for for your specific um, mostly you that it's all in one. Okay, uh, it's so an you in one. like it? It's all in one. Okay. Yeah, and you us, do your content is... marketing with that as well. You do your content marketing. Yes. So, okay. Yeah, okay.
1: yeah. I mean, so, in so... content we have it with Sambrush and um, which is the other tool. Uh, yeah, we we use two other tools for for content
0: marketing as well and it handles auto, auto responders, all of that so it's handling emails it's handling the the um the nurturing which is just basically um your content marketing mar- newsletters to your um, email users and then blogging so you is that essentially the only marketing tool that you're used then? yeah i mean we, we we centralize all
1: there um yeah, all the lead scoring, that is also important for us, all the sequences, all the workflows, mm-hmm. everything is is in there, all the segmentation, like all the list segmentations. Mm-hmm. And then of course, the CRM. We use
0: HapSpot as CRM as well. Okay. So there's all in one uh, tool. Okay. Great. Santi, we're getting close to the end of the, um, our agreed upon time. So I want to thank you very much for your time. Is there anything that you would go back and tell yourself now where you're at now to where you were when you were back in Argentina, just getting ready to launch? Would you say, uh, hey, Santi, if I was you, I would do this. make this one change from your looking back now. What would you tell your previous self?
1: I wouldn't doubt on
0: thinking big,
1: right? Um, I think that uh, at that time I was 26 years old. and. Uh-huh. For me, moving to the valley was about also leaving my family, my friends, everything. So I think that if I would tell something, it's like never, like always, always think big. It's going to be hard, but just like have resiliency,
0: like persevere and and you'll get there. Okay. Would you say that that is attributed to sort of long-term thinking? Is that what you say? Think big, but think longer term? Yeah, yeah, totally. We sort of think about yeah. what could happen in 5, 10 years rather than what's going to happen in the next six months or something. Exactly.
1: That's also yes. when you're pursuing a, a something that has, like you're passionate about and that has a meaning for you. I mean, for us, it's not just about giving, like making companies more profitable to give money, more money to shareholders. It's about impacting on like 1 billion people that are, have like that would like to that are overworked and that will i, I mean i felt it firsthand just myself mm, yeah. working in an agency and then paying mm-hmm. salaries for my people right so yeah once you once you you find a problem in the market that is
0: huge and that it affects you personally i mean that mm-hmm. you can think long term yeah okay That's very good advice. Uh, Thank you very much. How can anyone get a hold of you if they have more questions about core or what you've spoken about today on the show? Sure.
1: You can go to projectcore.com, projectcore Project core is C-O-R.com and then write me on LinkedIn at Santi Bibilani.
0: Okay, perfect. Thank you so much, Santi. Thank you, Jordi. It was great. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Big Break Software Podcast with your host, Jordy Wardman. Be sure to click subscribe and check us out on the web. Keep listening and your software Big Break could be right around the corner.